The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When Black Panther came out, I was like, I should have been in this. I'm not even like an actor. I'm, 100%. <laughs> I'm like, I'm black. I should have been in this. It's like my reparations request. I have met Ryan Coogler a few times in different ways. I let it be known. I was like, I'll do anything for Black oh Panther gosh. too. Like Wakanda needs a janitor. Just like in the background, like a squeaky wheel in the background. It's just more about being a part of the universe, you know? This idea that you now, I'm feeling you're going to have to run with this of curated reparations. <laughs> yes. I feel oh, like yeah. this is some interesting, I'd like we to see what Z-Way and yeah. Jeremy O'Harris have to say about that. Yeah, you should get to choose yeah. what the reparations are. I want to be in Black Panther movie. Yeah, like I want massages on a weekly yeah. basis to yeah. work out the knots of racism that reside within my body. So it's very related, you know? And it's like a job creator. You know, that's like a real, that's a skill. And I'm rewarding that skill with taxpayer money. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver, and welcome to Mini Questions. I've always loved Proust's Questionnaire. It was originally an 18th century parlor game meant to reveal an individual's true nature. But with so many questions, there wasn't really an opportunity to expand on anything. So I took the format of Proust's Questionnaire and adapted what I think are seven of the most important questions you could ever ask someone. They are... When and where were you happiest? What is the quality you like least about yourself? What relationship, real or fictionalized, defines love for you? What question would you most like answered? What person, place or experience has shaped you the most? What would be your last meal? And can you tell me something in your life that has grown out of a personal disaster? The more people we ask, the more we begin to see what makes us similar 
and what makes us individual. I've gathered a group of really remarkable people who I'm honoured and humbled to have had a chance to engage with. My guest today is Baratunde Thurston. Now, as you know, I ask all of my guests the same seven questions, and I choose to share with you some of my favourite conversations that emerge from those questions. However, there have been conversations where each answer provides a thread that just cannot be cut or helps paint some new version of a larger picture. My interview with Baratunde was one of those conversations. And with every single question, I just wanted to share more and more of our discussion. So I will be sharing that conversation I had with him with you over the course of two episodes. Today and next week, I am talking to Baratunde Thurston. All right. When and where were you happiest? I... <laughs> you just you just jump right in there. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. Like we did the preamble. Yeah, no, and I, I, I was like, oh, it. I thought no, it's just like, yank. Okay, let the trials begin. Uh, when and where? It was the summer of 1995. I was standing on a beach, facing west. That beach was in Senegal. Facing west meant looking across the Atlantic Ocean back toward the United States. This was my first time having flown across any ocean, my first time having been anywhere on the continent of Africa. I had graduated high school a few weeks earlier. I was on a trip with fellow students from my high school, all black, chaperoned by our black Senegalese French teacher, who was not my French teacher because I didn't study French. I studied Spanish, but he was offering trips to Africa, and we were like, we're going. And most of us were not in his French class, but we were all in in the class of black stuff. So standing on that beach, I felt grateful and overwhelmed and at significant peace. I hadn't felt that way up until that point in my life all in one moment. And the waves were big. There was this like pacing in between them. And I walked out into the ocean and I had a, I had a thought that Will not sound exciting, but it was so profoundly happy. I thought if I died right here, I'd be okay. I've had a really good life and I got to come back here. I don't want to die, but if something should happen, I don't think I would have massive regrets. At 17. At 17. I (laughs) I thought this to myself and I felt happy in that place at that time in a way that still stands out to me at 43 years old. Wow, that's pretty young to really let happiness in, one, and have the acceptance of it being enough. Because I feel like happiness is so often quantified by that there are aspects that aren't enough. If I had more of this thing, I would be happy. Yeah, happiness as more. Yes, exactly. So, golly, at 17 to have that, that, and also to have awareness of that is amazing. I mean, Senegal's powerful place, I guess. You know? Well, apparently. Yeah, it was... Facing uh, west. Facing on west. Western, on the western shore. Yeah, looking back here. And I think I'd never had that level of distance from America. I had been mm. to Canada, just barely. Slipped across to Nova Scotia on a trip with my mother. I had been to Mexico 
uh, by train, again, with, with my mother. We did some traveling, hit almost every national park in the United States. But to look and just see Horizon and know that there's this massive place on the other side that's been the source of my identity, a ton of pain, some opportunity, and to feel a totally different energy and feel probably at some level safe mm-hmm. is just a relief. Yeah, and having that having that perspective, Yeah, quite apart from the fact that, I don't know, what is it? Maybe 44% of Americans don't have a passport. Right. I almost didn't have my passport. <laughs> I oh, wow. really dropped the ball. I had to do a name change situation and... There was paperwork stuff. I was born with a different name that I had been using. And there was no, this was the mid 90s. So it wasn't like just go to this mm-hmm. website. And it's like, no, just go to this building and wait in line. And we had to expedite it. And it came in just in time. It was very nerve wracking. But you did it and you got that. Yeah. That's, yeah. And then you had the awareness. You weren't just swilling a Senegalese bear on the beach. <laughs> like, like, yeah. That's an amazing thing. I feel like I read that your mother has been extraordinarily influential and that like This is Apartheid was like the first book that she gave you or something. She laid really good ground for you to be 17 and to be able to stand on that beach and have that that epiphany or that awareness. Yeah, she she dropped me into the deep end of the pool. So when I stood alone in a wavy ocean, I was not afraid. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's my happy place too. That's I, I don't good. have the same kind of story, but put me in the ocean. Yeah, water. Put me in the oh. ocean and let the waves come. There's this rule. Yeah. If I'm within reach of the ocean, I have to touch it. That's yes. the rule. It's the thing I miss most about I'm currently in London. I dream about the ocean. I do a run every morning when I wake up through the beach where I live. And I touch this rock every day, which is the end of my run. And then I jump in the sea right afterwards. That's powerful. We call it the sea. <laughs> it comes from, no, but it's like, it's so, the Pacific is so not a sea. Like you no. call it the sea. All yeah. oceans are seas if you're English. It's mm. weird. It's, it's because we're parochial and we have this very small like idea of, yeah, oh, sea no, it's is, the sea. It's no, a, no, it's, it's a big the Pacific lake. Ocean. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ocean does feel orders of magnitude larger. It's like this epic scale thing, whereas the sea is surmountable in my mind. At least. Definitely. But the sea doesn't have surf to me. The right. ocean has surf. Right. The ocean has consequence. The sea is like, it's gentler and less, less aggressive. And they have personalities because it's like the sea of this and the sea of that, whereas the ocean is just too big to have a single personality. Yeah. yeah. No, the ocean is the ocean, which actually makes me feel safe. That power hmm. makes me feel like that notion of something more powerful than me in nature. It's always been yes. that oh, feeling. Oh, so of... you, this is, you're, you're unlocking something. I share that with you in that I've been drawn always to water, big water, hanging out in waves, really fun, big wind. <gasps> and I loved... And storms. I'm a, I will go out into a blizzard. I recently went out into a sandstorm. I like wow. the feeling of inconsequence sometimes. Not as a permanent state, but the, the moment of feeling small, feeling buffeted, feeling held by this powerful force. It's very comforting to me. 
I wonder if it taps into like our reptilian brain of that notion of connection that you cannot be anything except completely connected to your humanity and therefore your mortality when you are feeling the power of things that could remove you mm. if you didn't stay present and focused. Yeah. Or it just feels like the womb. Maybe Aww, it's all of that. The yeah. womb. <laughs> the womb. My son said the other day, why is womb in all the hymns? And I was like, because uterus just doesn't rhyme with anything. <laughs> That was true. And they weren't allowed to say vagina or any other part of a woman's body. <laughs> Only that life-giving part, quote unquote. Yeah. What's in it for us? Let's just talk about the womb. Exactly. Never and the nothing mind. Nothing was finer than the angels. Okay, stop. Stop me. Stop me. You stop me. I'm going to stop you. with. A, I'm going to stop myself with another uh. question. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You have a lot of self-inquiry about you, so what quality do you least like about yourself? Oh, buddy, okay. This changes over time. I've gotten to know myself better over time. 
That 17-year-old thought he knew himself. There was so much that kid didn't know. <laughs> so much. And uh, hopefully I'll say something similar about my 43-year-old self decades from now. The quality about me that I like the least is my valuing of perfection, my devaluing of mistakes when I make them, my association of doing something wrong with being wrong. That's a really good distinction, by the way. (laughs) I'm learning. Doing wrong and being wrong. Yeah. Why do you think we haven't it comes up a lot. Like I, I would say that in my life, in talking to people and asking this question, they would they would say a version of perfectionism and mistakes. But why have we not figured out that the mistakes are what what make us grow? Like we know that their mistakes make us grow. We know yeah. that there is this actually incredible force that making mistakes has. Like why why do we diss it so much? So there's a difference. There are different levels of knowing. I know that mistakes are gifts and opportunities, that they are how I have learned some of my most valuable lessons. I know that perfection is worth pursuit, but probably never achieved. And that is a feature, not a bug of that attribute. I know all this. I know it in physics. I know it mathematically. I know it mentally. But then there's a level of knowing, which is being and existing and feeling and embodying. And I think that gap is a consistent thing in many forms of knowledge that we experience, certainly that I do. More to a tangible point, I think that I have had a hard time not judging myself harshly for all manner of mistakes Hmm. because I learned that from somewhere. (laughs) The simple answer, why do we do this? Somebody taught us. And maybe they didn't put it in a lesson plan and make us memorize it in drills in a classroom, but by some example or by some incentive, we learn these things. So what has to happen in the unlearning of it? Like when you're a thoughtful person, like I pay attention to my life, the lives of my community and my friends, and I listen. It's partly why I want to do this podcast, because I want to ask these questions of people. We know what certain things give us, and yet we don't let that change us. We don't let the unlearning happen. We just, at very best, maybe continue to make the mistake and have the awareness that it's a mistake. Which is progress. (laughs) Awareness is a great, it's a great achievement. So then patience with the process is perhaps our best ally. And, you know, we are afraid. Sometimes I'll try to speak first personally. Um, I, for much of my life, wasn't aware that I carried this pressure. I felt the pressure. I didn't understand its source. And becoming aware of it is like a big thing. I think I'm still becoming aware of how many places this shows up. I'm like, oh, I thought I just really cared about how to use the spreadsheets. Like, But why do I care so much about how to put the stuff into the spreadsheet? Oh, there's something going on here. You don't want to be judged. You don't want to be wrong. You don't want to fail someone else, maybe. So even understanding myself and this fear that I have and this association with this part of me that I'm not excited about, I enjoy that. I'm starting to enjoy that. I'm starting to say like, Oh, that's you though. You you got to know yourself, man. And I love that guy, right? I'm I've been disappointed. I've been harsh with him, 
But also I'm like, that's my dude. That's me. <laughs> right? <laughs> like if there's one person to love in this whole world, it's, it's me. <laughs> and, and, and to get better at that will help me do that with others. So I, I, I know that intellectually. I'm starting to feel that in my body. Mm. The change. Change is scary. Change is why I've never done this before. I've, it's been so rare. Can I, mm. can I do it on demand? Could I become something where something different is normal? <sighs> that's, that's really scary. And it's exciting. And I think what you said about patience is a big piece of it. And for this particular part of me, patience isn't natural. Because, because mm-hmm. patience means I'm not yet perfect. Oh, so I'm just making mistakes for longer. Is that what, is that what patience yeah. is? You know? Patience is being on the car journey and being like, oh, yeah. how long till we're there? When am I going to get there? These are questions I'm still answering, practicing answering. Can I shift? Can I enjoy the process that goes from mild discovery of hidden part of self to deeper awareness of that self, to attempts to adjust how that self shows up, to persistent love of that self, no matter how that self shows up. I mean, that sounds great. That is very difficult. Well, it's very difficult because <laughs> circumstance, like the, the the wayward wild card in the pack of life, excuse the whole hideous Ooh, analogy. Wayward wild card in the pack of life. But it, it is. It's circumstance. We can get all teed up with self-knowledge and self-love and patience. And then there's this, this aspect, oh, yeah. which I don't know if it's spiritual. I don't know if it is scientifically based and it's purely energetic or if it's a little of both. But that that can come in and as i feel like we've seen in this past year everything can shift that we we have no control over and in a way all you then have is your connection to self and maybe the work that you've done in order to weather those those conditions i mean you say you love storms like last last year was a storm yeah like it was a yeah. quiet creepy storm and sometimes a loud and <laughs> rambunctious overwhelming storm it was many storms yeah convergence of things creating a perfect storm i don't know i don't know if i go that far but it's a fun word to use given what we've just talked about i know and interesting to see where it will where it journeys to yeah but i do think again it's this awareness that you seem to have of your process and of your journey and learning to love the journey that's the thing this awareness of self and patience with self and shifting away from judgment of self are things that I preach mm-hmm. about our collective self. You know, everything I just said about myself is something that I have a much easier time acknowledging about the collective me known as a member of the United States, right, as a nation. It's like, oh, this is not a perfect place. Yeah, it's okay. We got to work on it, though. We got to work. So I'm like, you know, coach... When it comes to seeing very clearly and trying to be motivational, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then when I shift that grammar a little bit from we to I, first person collective, first person singular. And it's like, oh, well, now it's, now it's really personal. Now I get it, you know, a bit more. This is, doesn't come naturally to many of us as individuals or as collectives. I think it's work. And that deepens my, my empathy for the project. Yeah. Of just yeah. being. Yeah. For the project of being a human. Yeah. Oh, yeah. poor sweet humans. I need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> 
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What relationship, real or fictionalized, defines love for you? Defines love for me. I mean, it's very present, so my relationship with my wife defines love for me. And it does so because, oh, it's been such a loving lesson and experience. I used to imagine um, and think of love as this like place you get to. It's like, oh, we, we fall in love. We're in a state of love. We, we've decided, I choose you, you choose me, and we just kind of like coast, you know, at that point. You're like, but we're in love, therefore what? I don't know. It just That's the only part that matters. <laughs> but what, is it, what does it mean? How do you experience it? And what, and what I have learned, not through reading anything or someone telling me anything, but through being in relationship, is that it is an ever-changing journey. And that kind of like the perfection thing we talked about, I think you pursue love and choose to commit to relating with another person in love, but you, you don't rest in it. It doesn't, you don't stop because they don't stop. 
you know, my wife changes. She wants this, that, or the other. She's learning about herself. She's a bit of a different person today than yesterday, ever so slightly, sometimes dramatically, but usually, usually <laughs> it's barely noticeable. But over years, a person changes. And lo and behold, I changed too. So if we've both locked in and said, we're in love, and then we both changed, then what are we now? Right? Unless we're, it's a process and listening to each other and adapting and it's a shared journey. I just, I had the simplest idea of what love was. Probably imported from a lot of media, you know, painting these pictures and secondhand interpretations of pop culture and other people's relationships who I could observe from a distance. But if you're not in it, you don't really know. It's like a person's mind. You can't really know it unless you're inside. And so, yeah, my wife, Elizabeth, my relationship with her, I should say, defines love most of any relationship I've had, which is in part why she's my wife. Yeah, it's a beautiful journey. Not always an easy journey, but that commitment and the, and the knowledge that we're there for each other and growing with each other, you know, giving each other opportunity to become more, that feels like love in a much deeper way. Romance is different. Romance is fun. That's the thing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, but, but I think it's also because we're not, I don't think we're ever evolving at the same rate. Like there, oh, are, yeah. there's an acceleration that can happen yeah. in each of a partnership life. My boyfriend can be on fire. I mean, not literally, but you know, oh, on okay. fire. Like, if he's on fire, you, know, you do not sound alarmed. I would, Is this a regular occurrence? Like you say it like it happens often. Yeah. We would have all kinds of extinguishing. <laughs> but like he'll race ahead and like where he's at. And yeah. again, whether it's circumstance or, or spiritual or whatever it is that I'm going through, I'm not in the same place. But you're right. Love is in the accommodation. Mm-hmm of where people are at in their journey. And it is amazing when you see them hang out and help lift you up or just hang out and wait. It's all a journey. I mean, you and I could basically distill all of this into like really cool fridge magnets. I was thinking t-shirts, but productizing regardless, definitely not For sure, we could definitely like monetize our shared philosophy, which is cool. Which is the point of life. I think it's yes? the point of philosophy. Yeah, certainly. Money is definitely the point of philosophy. I think that Plato missed it. He was too busy talking about, you know, the tyranny of democracy and he really needed to be focusing on like, yo, how can I make some t-shirts yeah, for the Yeah, the Senate? promise of capitalism. How about that, Plato? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the bright side there, buddy. Be a human. Don't go into politics. <laughs> Tune in next time for part two of my conversation with Baratunde Thurston. Baratunde will answer what question he would most like answered, what person, place, or experience most altered his life, and what in his life has grown out of a personal disaster. Mini Questions is hosted and written by me, Mini Driver. Supervising producer, Aaron Kaufman. Producer, Morgan Lavoie. Research assistant, Marissa Brown. Original music, Sorry Baby, by Minnie Driver. Additional music by Aaron Kaufman. Executive produced by me, Minnie Driver. Special thanks to Jim Nicolay, Will Pearson, Addison O'Day, Lisa Castella and Anique Oppenheim at WKPR, Dela Pescador, Kate Driver and Jason Weinberg, and for constantly solicited tech support, Henry Driver.
Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.